and welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl. And I'm ABC News Political Director Rick Klein. Rick, we're going to do something a little different today. This is a special edition of Powerhouse Politics. And we've got an opportunity here, I, I believe, and let's just hope he picks up the phone when we call him. <laughs> but we are going to reach out to one of my true sports heroes, Davey Johnson, former manager of the Washington Nationals, and just as important, the former manager of the New York Mets, my New York Mets, when they won the 86 World Series, and he's got a new book out, and we're going to talk to him. And he's he is a tremendous player in his own right, a very solid player for the for the Orioles and the and the Braves among others. And Davey Johnson, you know, to bring it to to the purposes of our show and much of our listening audience, when he brought the Nationals to the playoffs back in 2012, I felt like that had a uh, a galvanizing uni, unifying moment. Uh, that, that he was able to bring together in Washington. These Nationals team, and they've been very successful now since that time, uh, and, and hopefully on another playoff run this year, it's one of the few subjects that, to my mind, is, is bigger than politics in Washington. And I feel like the city has embraced the, the concept of the Nationals. Uh, the excitement around the team continues to be real. I know you and I are at a bunch of games, uh, yeah. uh, John. And, and Davey, when he led that team with a, with a very young Bryce Harper and a young Steven Strasburg and the core the guys that's now continuing here in 2018, uh, that was a big moment. It was a big moment, I think, for Washington and I think for, for baseball fans more broadly. Yeah, that that, that first uh, playoff appearance and that crushing disappointment in Game 5 of the uh, uh, National League Division Series. Uh, so let's let's see if we can get them on the phone right now. Let's do uh, it. we got Eric in the control room. Uh, you've got the number, right? Can you please uh, see if we can get Davey Johnson on the phone? Oh, and Hank Aaron to Bryce Harper. It's pretty incredible. All right, the phone is ringing. Hello. Hey, is this Davey Johnson? This is he. This is Jonathan Carl and Rick Klein here. Thank you for uh, for talking to us. Hey, Jonathan and, and Rick, how you guys doing? All right. What are you guys up in? You up in D.C. or New York? Yeah, or? we're 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 up in D.C. We're uh, you know we're we're pretty busy with politics these days, but we saw that we saw you've got this uh, this fantastic new book out. And we thought, let's give up. Let's let, let's give Davy Johnson a call. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. It's a good for a great cause. My wife has got these underprivileged girls that she uh, gives them mentors and money uh, in college and uh, does all kinds of things for them. And uh, it's for that good cause. And I hope somebody can learn something. They're prospective managers in baseball. And she got you to. And she got you to write this book, "My Wild Ride in Baseball and Beyond." And and I want to talk to you about some of the stuff you uh, uh, you write about. But but first, can I ask you the? Because uh, I've, I've been wanting to ask you this: the big question today in baseball, Mike Trout or Bryce Harper? Uh, that's a toss up. I you know, <laughs> Trout obviously has constantly posted the numbers. And I, I don't know why they still pitch to him like they, they don't pitch to Harper. But uh, I love Bry- Bryce Harper. I think he's, uh, you know, a superstar and a great kid. I love his parents and uh, great talent. Yeah, that was it was exciting. I mean, you when you when you came on after that that kind of bizarre departure of um, of Riggleman as the uh, as the manager. Yeah. Of, of of the Nationals, we were just talking about what a kind of a unifying moment. That was for Washington, for all the partisan back and forth. You'd look out at the stands, and you'd see people like 
you know, the, the, the Fed chairman, Bernanke, was always there. You got that, that, that seat in the second row behind the Nats dugout. You would see, uh, you know, maybe up in, the, um, uh, uh, up in the box, you could see Chief Justice John Roberts pulling in a game. You'd see Democrats, Republicans. Did you ever get a sense... Of, of this being any different, I mean, you've, you, you've managed, you know, you managed so many different teams, great teams, great cities like Baltimore, New York. Uh, did, did, did you, did you, is there anything different about looking out and seeing like the, the world's or at least the nation's power leaders there coming to watch you day to day? Well, you know, it's funny, you know, I, I, I got a real good feeling about all that when I, I, we used to have a game and, uh, in Washington uh, when I was a player with the Orioles. And it would be before the game would be uh, the Senate versus the Congress in a baseball game, <laughs> and uh, I, some guy way back then uh, had I had a picture taken with him from uh, uh, he was from Texas a guy named Bush who later <laughs> went on to be president, but baseball uh, is is not about politics it's just about going out and, and enjoying the game and I've had. Of course, I played golf with Clinton. Uh, been to the White House for dinner, you know. So, but it, you know, and I'm an old Army brat, guys. You know, uh, my grandfather was career Navy. My father was career Army and a prisoner of war. And I was a war baby. I was born in 1943. My father was a prisoner over in in uh, Poland. And uh, but you don't think about politics. You just think about. Baseball is, you know, a bunch of guys come together and enjoy competing. So perhaps the biggest debate in Washington since your time as manager uh, came about in that 2012 season when the Nationals went on this, this great run. You, you win the division. Everyone knows you are locked and loaded with, uh, with the young talent of Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg. And then Strasburg... Of course, you know the story. He gets shut down. And you were, you were relatively silent about this at the time. It was a management decision. It was a health-related decision. He was coming off Tommy John surgery, so he had an inning limit. Uh, but, but what was that like for you now? I know you're talking about it a, a little bit differently now. How frustrating was it for you to see that have to happen? And, and how do you think things might have been different in 2012 if Strasburg could continue to pitch into October? Well, you know, I, I shut down uh, Zimmerman the year before. Right. You know, uh, about I think two weeks or a month before the season is over, same kind of deal. I didn't really believe in it because you know I believed in the more you throw, the stronger you're going to be. Just like running, if you run every day, your legs are going to stay strong. And but when management wants to do it, you know you you support it. Uh, it it kind of it definitely hurt us because I thought we had had a lot of momentum going our way and we could go a little further. And also my closure didn't close it out when we had. You know, two-run lead, so all kinds of things. I was at that there. game. It still, it still pains me. That story <laughs> it still pains me, too. <laughs> when I think about it, he walked two hitters. That was the key. In, uh, in, anyway, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> You're reliving, reliving that. I am intrigued, though. I mean, just even since in the time since you've left uh, managing, the, 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 the changes in the game and the changes even in managing the game. I mean, you've got now in Washington, uh, Davey Martinez is very regularly batting the pitcher eighth. Uh, to try to to try to encourage more at bats to Bryce Harper and others at the top of the lineup, you just you're seeing more innovations. The, the shifts have become just the, the, almost every at bat has a major shift. What do you make of that? I mean, is it is it different in these last few years than through your lifetime in baseball to see some of these evolutions in the game, or is it just kind of a natural extension? I think it's all bullshit. 
<laughs> you know it's how funny, we like having Davy Johnson. I, I miss your press conferences, damn it. I miss it. Now, let me tell you something. First of all, you know, I, I had uh, lunch with a guy named Earnshaw Cook, and he was a great mathematician. He wrote a book, Percentage Baseball, in the mid-60s. And his philosophy was, which I agree with as a mathematician, I have a BS degree in mathematics, and that's not a bull degree, that's a BS degree. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what I'm trying to tell you is that if you have your highest on-base percentage guy hit first and follow that all the way down, more batters will come to the plate and you will score more runs. So the pitcher has no on-base percentage thing, and so you're going to have less guys come to the plate. So that's uh, that. I think that thing is horrible. As far as the, the good thing shift, about a podcast is we we we, we, we can, can say do it. We yeah, go here, for man. It. This yeah, is go good. Go we can be go unedited. <laughs> but anyway, the other thing about uh, nobody knows in the computer up in the computer, all these geniuses up there putting all this garbage in the computer and coming out with all this garbage. What what you need to know is the pie theory, and the pie theory is just this: if you if you look at as home plate as the pie, and you draw lines toward the outfield. The closer you get to home plate, the less distance you have to go to field the damn ball. The farther you get away, the farther you got to run to field the ball. So you can cover less territory the farther you get. You know, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so pie is P-I-E, not P-I. Okay. Pie. So They're not the using the pie theory. <laughs> they thrown that the pie out the door, out the window. <laughs> What do you what do you make of this uh, this guy uh, Shohei Otani uh, who's uh, who coming in front of you? You obviously played in Japan. You see this Japanese yes. player come in, and he's I mean he's a he's so far looks like a lights out pitcher and a lights out hitter, and the guy's playing in the American League, which means you they're know, DHing him. I, I know you know um, <laughs> I was I was one of the uh, I was a group of Americans that would go over to play in Japan. And they never had any guys going back to America. And I always said when I was over there a long time ago, uh, I said, man, they've got some guys here that can play in the big leagues. And, uh, of course, I hit behind Sahar O when he broke Babe Ruth's record. I hit behind Henry Aaron when he broke Babe Ruth's record. But now Otani is a special talent. And he's bigger than most, you know. I don't don't think he's 100% Japanese. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But... uh, uh, he is, what, what is he, 6'4"? Yeah, he's a big like guy. Yeah. 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 But I've I've watched him. You know, I I may be retired, but I watch about two games, baseball games a day. And I'm still a baseball junkie. And, and I enjoy I enjoyed watching him play. And I, I, I don't know why they didn't let, have it, let him pitch and DH, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it is one of the incredible stories of the year. I, I'm struck, and, and by the way, we were just looking up. I, I was wondering if you could DH for somebody else in the lineup. But, uh, you know, as a National Leaguer, Davey, I, I'm not too up on those on those rules, but but apparently the DH yeah. can only hit for the pitcher. Huh. Well, why couldn't the pitcher just be the DH? Yes, yeah, you could, exactly. but then you lose you the DH for the game. That's the reason, that's yeah, the, reason I mean, the Angels aren't you know, doing it. Um, I mean, there, there's who I would hit ninth. Yeah. You know, my Otani. or third or fourth all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with davy johnson brought to you by indeed used by over three million businesses for hiring where business owners and hr professionals can post job openings with screener questions then sort review and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard learn more at indeed.com slash hire 
There's a lot coming at you right now. Turmoil, tweets, an insane amount of chatter. I'm Brad Milkey with ABC News, and I'm here to throw you a lifeline. It's a new podcast called Start Here, where our experts give you on-the-ground access to the biggest stories of the day. We're going to give you some context, some clarity among the chaos. 20 minutes every weekday. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and start here. Welcome back to Powerhouse Politics. We're joined by former Nats manager Davey Johnson. You know, my memories of uh, of Davey Johnson as a manager were crystallized in 1986 with that uh, with that terrific Mets team. As a Yankees fan, I wasn't happy with what was going on at Shea, but 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 it all came together that and man, year. Man, the Yankees uh, were bad. Then. Can we just say that <laughs> a lot I mean, of bad Yankee teams? Yeah. Uh, but there's a, there's a story you tell in the book about Daryl Strawberry, who I, I have to think was one of the more frustrating cases in your in your baseball career because of the, the incredible talent that you saw there early on that just right. it, beyond 86 never really fulfilled. And you tell a story about telling Daryl Strawberry once, quote, and I quote, you can't stay out late, you can't drink all night, and you can't have sex all night. You've got to cut it to one out of the three. <laughs> that's right, that's so, right. <laughs> so my question is, which one did he choose? And, and I'm not sure. I'm not unfortunately, sure. Unfortunately, I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't follow him all around. And I, I didn't do what Hank Bauer did one time for the Orioles. He, he had the elevator guy uh, after midnight have everybody sign the ball that came in. <laughs> right. And then he'd find them $100. You know, I'd probably run out of balls with that Mets team. <laughs> I, I, I am curious because you, you, you can trace your lineage uh, back through some of the, the all-time greats, you know, from Ted Williams and, and, and carried through through the Hank Aarons and the Brooks Robinsons and all the way to, to modern-day players like Bryce Harper. Uh, and you, you can trace your, your lineage from Leo DeRocher through Earl Weaver through the present. Is there something different about uh, the, the personalities that populate a clubhouse today in 2018? Were you dealing with the same kind of issues in the 60s, the 80s, just kind of manifesting itself in different ways? I just think they're richer. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and as a player rep, you know, I, I, I every time I could, you know, I, I stood up for the players trying to make, raise the minimum wage, do all that stuff. And I was a player rep uh, when we got free agency. Uh, Brooks Robbins turned it over to me because he didn't want, he knew that I would be probably blackballed and he didn't <laughs> want to be blackballed. But anyway, I think they're just making more money, but they're the same. They have to do the deal with the same issues. You know, uh, a heavy schedule, you know, on staying in shape, working out every day, uh, and produce at a high level. It's the same. So I, I, I want to ask you, coming back to that 86 team, you, you're, you're in the dugout game, game six, and uh, that Mookie Wilson hits that ground ball uh, to, to Bill Buckner. First of all, what, what's going through your mind as that ball is, uh, is, is headed towards uh, Buckner's glove? Well, first of all, when Chiraldi, who I had at one time, made the wild pitch, the game was over. Because we came from two outs, two strikes, and nobody on base, mm-hmm. two runs down. When he threw the wild pitch to Mookie, and, mm-hmm. you know, and tied the, you know, tied tied the game, it, it was over. It was over then. Because, you know, we were going to win it. And the same way it was the next game, we were down 3 nothing. I knew it was over. We were going to win that game. You know, and we did. So... So it was anticlimactic you when you get the error. So, so, so if, if Buckner makes the play, no big deal. You, you're you're going to... No, we're still going to win. We're yeah, still you're still going to win. Oh, yeah. Man, the poor guy. You know? Yeah. 
Well, hey, let me tell you something. I was a team he has in Chicago, yeah. and he's 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 very good defensively, and he has great hands, and uh, it just it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant for him to catch it. The good guys won. <laughs> the good guys won. <laughs> I think there was a book called The Bad Guys Won about the 86 right. Mets. Scum, as the Cardinals would call us, the pond Scum won. Pond Scum. <laughs> so that, that does bring me to a question about uh, about that 86 team and also part of, about the, the championship teams you were part of with the Orioles. Is there just something special, something magical about it coming together? Or does it does it a lot of it fall to happenstance to luck? I mean, you were part of some teams, I think, arguably better teams that didn't win the World Series. When you look back in retrospect, was there just some kind of secret sauce, some kind of magic in that clubhouse? Well, you know, that's what a lot of GMs always thought. They thought when I came in to manage the club, they said, "Should we make the clubhouse smaller because guys seem to be doing their own thing?" I said, "No." The main thing, and he said, "We don't have good chemistry." Well, chemistry comes from everybody knowing their job. And, 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 and accepting it because that's what they should be doing. And when that happens, you have great chemistry. And, and then you're going to play up to the potential. The, the club's going to uh, reach the, as high as it's going to go as far as the talent level goes because everybody's happy and can't wait to do their job. And that's, it's that simple. And that's good chemistry when everybody signs in. I'm curious about your perspective on this, as uh, as you as you mentioned, as a as an army brat, as someone who had the privilege of uh, of dining with and golfing with presidents and of being at the White House. We've seen in the last couple of years uh, a number of professional athletes decide that that they don't want to attend a White House ceremony. We it happened under Obama, um, at least in a limited way, with uh, with Tim Thomas, who was the goalie for the Bruins, making a statement in 2012, not showing up. And it's happened a lot more in the era of Trump, as you know, some quietly, some not so quietly, saying, "I just don't want." to be part of that what do you what do you make of that do you think that's an appropriate way to express it's, it's totally inappropriate they're the president of the united states i mean i always you know i was honored you know uh to play with clinton and to go to the white house and bush you know i mean you're an american first and the president of the united states the most powerful man in the world and as an army brat when i mean when i went there and i got to meet the, the joint chiefs of staff i i mean I felt like genuflecting and everything else. I said, holy moly, I mean, an Army rat talking to the top uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, man. But it shouldn't be political. I mean, uh, if you go to the White House, that's a government. You know, that's it. It uh, Political views shouldn't be this radical, in my, my opinion, you know. There you go. I think I think that's a great that, that is a perfect place to end. With one exception, we do need to get a prediction before you get off the phone. Who's going? Uh, who's who's going to go to the World Series this year? Who who are, who are the teams to beat? The Washington Nationals are going to go. Nationals go. All right. Yes. This is their, their all star season. I like that. And and, and they're going to play the Yankees. That is that we are we are ready. Can we make that happen? Can we just make that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. You know, I mean. Uh, uh, the Nationals are just uh, hanging in there, and they got the good news is that all this young talent's coming up, you know, which is in, awesome to watch. In uh, um, their pitching staff is great, and it's only going to get be stronger through the year. Uh, and I'm excited, you know. I might even I'm, I'm coming to the All Star Game in DC this year too. Hey, come by and see us. That would be great. I will. I will. All right. I love um, it. And, and, and you saw this guy, the 19-year-old Soto, uh, in his first pitch as a major leaguer, hits a three-run yeah. home run? 
Yes, and I also saw him strike out a pinch hitting, which I thought was terrible. I was going to get on Martinez. You can't pinch hit a young kid. <laughs> Start him. Don't pinch hit him. Well, he's better as a starter. I think that's been established. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was it was great. You, you know, it all worked out great. It's awesome. All right, we'll see you when you come to town for the uh, for the All Star Game. Davey Johnson, thank you for joining us on Power House Politics. Okay, Johnson. Thanks. Classic, classic. Yeah, man. I mean, just to, to be there for all you know for all these these moments. And He's picking the Nationals, by the way. We got a headline. You na- want a headline out of Nationals, these Yankees? Nationals, Yankees. You know, they tried to play that game last week and it kept raining, so yeah. <laughs> they'll have to try again. How many strikeouts do you think we'll have? I mean, we, if you put oh, Scherzer man. up against the Yankees, you'll have like the Yankees will hit five home runs on the strikeout twenty three times. And let's throw this out, Donald Trump, Yankee fan. Do you think he goes to a World Series game? If it's no. right down the no, the answer is no. <laughs> Easy one, okay. His lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, if he's still his lawyer, <laughs> or even if he's not still his lawyer, I could see him showing there. up for a few games. Uh, no, I don't see uh, I don't see it happening. But, you know, he played some baseball, Donald Trump. He did. I'll tell you about it. If um, you ask him yes, fact. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, who knows? All right. Hey, that, you know, this is an unusual powerhouse politics. We'll be back tomorrow with more politics. Don't worry about that. But it was good to take a little break. Talk to Davy Johnson, a little legend. Uh, thank you for listening, and we we want we should do, do a shout out to the uh, to the production team here because not only did we have uh, Avery Miller uh, help make this happen and Angie Yak, we also had a special assistant on this broadcast, uh, Anna Carl, um, who uh, who well helped played. in the uh, the research and, and, and preparation. So we want to thank Anna uh, for helping us out and the whole team for Power House Politics. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> 